When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So yeah. myself and... And myself, Big Z, we're inside. And you are listening to This Is Spoke. <laughs> and this episode is all about beauty standards. So, Zoo, you're looking pretty beautiful. I do try, you know. You, know. Do, you try? You know, I feel I like it's. I feel like it's just natural. Well, effortless. Natural, it's yeah. effortless for you. It's effortless yeah. for you. I'm yeah. one of those people who have to put in a bit more work. You know what I mean? Like you're Messi, I'm a Ronaldo. Like. Right. <laughs> so the concept of beauty is one which is more throughout time, taking on various guises as society's perception of what is beautiful becomes influenced by wider cultural factors. This time we're going to be chopping it up all about what is beautiful. What mm. is beautiful to you? Everything. Yeah. The world. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, sometimes it's left out of the debate when talking about beauty that there are pressures that us men have to face. Right. You know, it's not all about you guys, man. Sometimes society has perpetuated that the ideal man is muscular and toned, which I am definitely not. <laughs> but the role of media is also to play here, right? So influencing society's view of what is deemed attractive and beautiful. The price of beauty has consistently remained a thread throughout the years, yeah? People bleaching their skin to also the attitude on social media to influence traveling to different countries in search for a cheaper surgery yeah all having mad implications on your self-esteem your self-love and your self-care so make sure to stay tuned because this episode is beautiful it's or beautiful beautiful or we might get a little bit ugly <laughs> <laughs> we are joined by the beautiful amazing lovely ladies Nasa. yeah and Mahanila. Welcome, my people. Hello. Hi. So, quick one run through what you guys do on a day to day basis. Who wants to go? Shall I go first? Yeah, you go first. Okay. Um, I'm a fashion stylist, film photographer, and I run a platform called Girl Gang. And I also do other little bits and bobs. Like, I make carnival costumes and clothes and, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and she has the most epic nails. Thank you. In the studio. Today. <laughs> I can confirm they are very epic. They are epic. Yeah. Um, me, my name is Maha Neela, or you guys can call me Neela because we're friends. Um, <laughs> I am a photographer, a director, an artist manager, and many, many other things like a DJ and I run like a consultancy company. And basically, I just help artists tell stories in different ways. Female so. bosses in the studio today. How do you feel oh, to be geez. a male? In this female boss, situation. I feel like I'm just gonna soak in all the info that you're not yes. giving me today. Yeah. I'm gonna let you lot play the boss role because that's what's yeah. going on. We said we're talking about beauty standards today. We're gonna be chopping it up about beauty standards. Mm-hmm. So, main question: What is beauty to you? To me, beauty is just being confident and comfortable 
yeah. with who you are and not giving a shit about what anybody thinks or what anybody else has to say about you. Yeah. And how how long do you think it took you to get to that stage? Um, I think I've always had a piece of it in me when I was younger, but then as I grew older and I don't, I don't know, I just became more confident within myself and I dress kind of wild. So it always came from that, like my dress sense, if that makes sense. Yeah, you dress mm. epic, but... Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, I think beauty is something that comes from within. It's um, not necessarily like a thing that is only related to your looks. I think it's related to like your actions and how you move through life and how you treat people. Um, and yeah, I definitely also think that having beauty and recognizing your own beauty is like the key. So self-confidence and all those things are like really important, I think, to feel beautiful. Um, and yeah, for me, that's definitely something that was like instilled in me. But I would, I think I'm always going to have, and I think everybody is always going to have like insecurities about their external beauty um, and things like that. But it's all just like a state of evolution. Yeah, I think it's really interesting you say it's not just about your looks. Mm. Um, just because we've become so obsessed with focusing on image. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Well, I think, you know, it's the first thing that you see, obviously, before you get to know a person. So mm. it's always, we're always going to judge people based off of their appearance, right? Whether or not it's like looking at someone and guessing what what we think their job is or what kind of person they are or anything like that. Everything's really based around like your first assumptions and your first look at people. So because of that and probably social media and other things that are now like present in our modern world, I think appearance has just become like a fixation for people. And it's kind of how we validate like ourselves now. Mm. It's tough, man. It's tough. Yeah. I think that what what we consider beautiful is always changing. Yeah. I feel like in society, it's always been like, it's always been like perpetuated onto us in different ways, being portrayed in different ways. You know what I mean? Like through like media and films. Yeah. And, do you know what I mean? Definitely. Like if you go back 50 years ago, mm -hmm. what they what they considered beautiful was very different to what we consider beautiful now. Do you mm -hmm. guys like, do you guys have an idea of what society thinks is beautiful? Like in the UK? Now, even now compared to like five years like ago. Like going off crazy. stereotypes, obviously. Okay. You have to generalise, innit? So... Um, in the UK, I don't know. I Obviously, feel, there's different opinions, isn't it? I feel like everyone wants to look like a Kardashian. Mm, yeah. You've got you've got white girls that want to be black, and then you've got black girls who want to be white, yeah. and then like the whole like lip fillers and all of that mm. stuff, like the Botox, and mm. that's what everybody's on now, and that's what a lot of men are appealed to. It's weird, like, yeah. and I, it just really blows my mind. And it's just like you've got you really young girls that are getting their lips done. And it's just like, and even like black girls are getting their lips done. Yeah. Like I know so many girls, like light skin, dark skin, doing their lips. And it's just like, why? Yeah. Like, why Why would you even do that to yourself? And it's like, you can't maintain these things. Like with the Kardashians, they've got pee at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. Like they can afford to get lip fillers every single day, every single yeah. week if they wanted to. Yeah. And then you've got people and they're doing this thing and it's like their top lip looks like a brick. Yeah. And it's just like... it. Mm. You, you don't have that lifestyle to be keeping up with it and then you're you're young and then in like 10 years time you're going to be looking mm -hmm. busted mm. and it's just like I, I just it doesn't make sense it's like everyone just wants to look plastic basically mm. when back in like the 90s the natural thing was was what was going yeah. when you look at like yeah. the artists and and whatever people then it was like they barely had any makeup yeah like there's there's no lip fillers there's no like bum injections or 
breast implants or whatever it is. And yeah, everyone just wants to look like a, a little mini Kardashian. That's how I think. It's crazy <laughs> how we all, it's just like the UK just follows suit with America though. Yeah. Like, because that's what is like prevailing in the US. It's like, that's now what we find beautiful. It's mm-hmm. like, even though we're like our own country with our own culture and stuff mm. I feel like the 90s is probably the last time that we had like our own British standard of beauty yeah. and even then it was messed up it was like Kate Moss and supermodels yeah. mm-hmm. and like super super skinny white English rose type of mm-hmm. beauty was like what people wanted to aspire to be like but now because social media has made like the US and the UK like almost interchangeable as far as like culture media and all those things it's like now we just follow what America is doing like more so I feel but even then when I think about growing up like I'm from I'm from Jamaica India and Ghana and when I was growing up it was very like beautiful to be like Caribbean from Jamaica I never really wanted people to know that I was from Africa like it just felt like if you were African it wasn't as attractive it wasn't as like beautiful and like that has now totally shifted where there's like this huge influx of people like being proud of their identities and being from Africa and African beauty and like what that looks like and I think that's coming from like music again Mm. like culture music films and everything Mm. like you were saying really drives like because it's all about representation basically it's about what we see and then whatever we see is what we think is like beautiful even subconsciously yeah yeah, I just feel like a lot of people are conditioned. We were talking about this earlier and it's just yeah. like, I remember growing up as well, it was like African versus Caribbean mm-hmm. and it's like, we're all black at the end of the day. We yeah. all come from Africa. Yeah. So what is the beef with the, <laughs> you know? And yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> you mentioned like in the last five years, like so much has changed. Yeah, so much has changed, I think. What do you think has changed? I think that like five years ago, so what What am I now? I'm 26, right? So when I was 21, I was at uni. And yeah, it's still, there wasn't much representation on screen, like nowhere near what we're seeing now. Like five years ago, I was in London at university going on the tube and stuff, I would never see black people on like posters. I wouldn't see like, Mm. I wouldn't see like a black host on television ever. And like Mm. that in itself has literally created a new normal for people, I think. And like, it sets a standard of like, okay, I that's a viable thing for me that I can do. Or like, I can look like this or I can look like that. Mm. Whereas I think not seeing that in the past, like it definitely affects your sense of self as a person. And like, that then obviously affects how you feel about beauty. Like now, because it's just more sort of socially acceptable in the world to just see like black people being part of the conversation. Mm -hmm. Not, I don't think not in an equal way, but like we're now, it's like every brand, every campaign, it's like there will be a person of color, of course, because it's like they know now that like they have to do that. Otherwise they're going to get like a backlash. But even just that on its own, I think it does something like for our identity and for our standards of beauty. Like I've got younger cousins that are like six years old and they're reading their books at school and there's like black little characters that are like black and brown. And I'm like, that's crazy. Because I never, ever, ever saw that. Unless you physically go and buy those books. Because I remember um, my stepmom's mum, she's a childminder and she's got loads of like black, children's books mm. it's like, unless you give it to your children you're not just going to find it yeah. readily available at yeah, school it's yeah mm. <laughs> it's mad yeah, it, is. <laughs> it is so crazy I'm trying to think of like what we had like growing up as a it was just like 
sugar babes, basically. Mm. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> yeah. Scary Spice. Uh, yeah. yeah, Scary Spice yeah. and Spice oh, Girls. Yeah, yeah. Mel and B. Ja, ja, uh, Jamila? Jam- yeah. Jamelia. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. yeah. well, she just she's a presenter now, innit? Yeah. Is she? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's but was, we had Lenny Henry show. Do you remember the Lenny Henry show? Oh, oh, and Little Miss Jocelyn. Yeah. Yeah. That was that. Oh was my it. god, yeah. yeah. And then like bef- the Yeah, and then the before world. that, what was that yeah. show called? Um the old one. Yeah. Like, it'll come back to me, huh? The Royal McQuays. Yeah, Desmond's and the Royal McQuays. Oh yeah, god, yeah, yeah. That cartoon, yeah. Yeah. That's classic. Um, that's a real like classic. The, the Black Family. The Proud Family. Yeah, yeah. that was yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. so good. And like yeah. the theme tune for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Solange. Yeah, Solange. Swear down. Yeah, Solange. Is it? Yeah. I found that out like recently as well. And then Tory Lane's remix there made it into a banger. All right, listen, back onto beauty. I think there's a big pressure. Yeah, for me, one of the main things I've kind of like realized growing up, yeah, I'm 23 now, yeah, that a woman's body has the def- the definition of what we consider beautiful in a woman's body has completely changed. Yeah. Like, yeah I feel like yeah, nowadays it's small waists, like, mm-hmm. like big hips. You know what I'm saying? Like your bum has to be incredibly massive compared to your body, mm-hmm. which it wasn't like that back in the day. Like my mom's from Africa, yeah. So my mom is a naturally curvy lady. Yeah. And when mm-hmm. when when I was young, like I remember my mom just telling me stuff like people used to call her like fat ass, but not in a good way. Yeah, like yeah. she's fat. You're fat. Yeah. In school, my mom used to like wear like mad skirts to try hide her body, mm, yeah. and because she's in, this is back in Africa. Yeah, she used to get dissed. About yeah. being curvy. Whereas yeah. now it's like... People are paying celebrating. money. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and to be like that. But I mean, it's, it's mad how it's changed. Like, you know? Where's yeah. where in Africa is your mum from? Also Sierra Leone. So even there, like, I definitely think though, like any con- every any African country that's been colonised, like mm. the, the standards of beauty are in Europe, in the West, mm. are yeah. applied even there. Even when you're in mm. Africa, you're it's there, true. everybody around you. Like I'll be in Ghana... Everyone around me is black, mm. but all the adverts is white people. White people. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. And so again, it's like it's crazy because mm. it's like a real mental thing of like, even though you can have all the representation in the world, because like sometimes I think like even me, I'll try and put it all on just the representation here in the UK of like the reason we have these mm. ideas is because we never really had representation. But even in places where it's like all black. That idea, that European standard of beauty is so pervasive that yeah. it can still like affect you in Sierra Leone where yeah. everyone's black, everyone has that type of body and yet it's like yeah. you're fat. Yeah. yeah Which so is true. crazy. But the, the thing that is interesting for me is that now it's completely 360. Yeah. And that's like yeah. the new thing. Everyone's squatting now. Do you know what yeah. I mean? But sometimes it's, it's, it's yeah. not even realistic. Like, because yeah. at the end of the day, like, my weight fluctuates. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I've always had big fires, big yeah. bum. And then it's just like, my belly is not always going to be flat like that. Do you mm. get what I'm saying? Sometimes it's got a bit of jelly. Uh. Sometimes it doesn't. It's like, if your body is naturally like that, and it's like, not many not many people's body are naturally like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, if, you, if you're a dancer or, mm. or if you do like any kind of sports, then, then yeah, you could be curvy and then have a flat stomach. Mm. And it's just, it's very unrealistic. And then yeah. you've got people going and doing crazy stuff like yeah. dying because of they've done the bum injections or whatever mm. the, the hell it is. Yeah, waist trainers, yeah. all that Organs stuff. Yeah, yeah. Even even rims. I, even I got sucked in. I was wearing a waist trainer for a bit. Mm. And I was like, hold on a second, why am I doing that? Mm. Like I'm comfortable with my body. Like I don't give yeah. a shit if anyone's yeah. gonna say, Oh, yeah. whatever, cause my cause of my belly or whatever. I'll still wear fucking crop top. I don't give yeah. a shit. Like, and I thought every, everyone should feel <laughs> like that. And it's it's not realistic to have a fucking 
a, a bum that's like 45 inches and then you've got the tiniest waist. Like, yeah, no. Yeah, and no belly. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. And that's what my thing is. I think that nowadays you go on Insta and you're just fed with it. Like, you yeah, see, yeah, yeah, it's my, all you yeah. see. I, my explore's calm because I just like pictures of food all day, yeah? So <laughs> you see, like, food or nails. Mine's bare lobsters. Like, I, might go, I might go on my boy's explore and it's just pure girls in bikinis. Yeah. I don't like know why 10, that's my yeah. And it's... But it's not it's, realistic. Like some no, of them are getting yeah. in the photoshop. Some of them are yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly, like, the exactly. Day, was it um, Camilla Cabello? She posted a a huge like tweet about tweet about or post about how fake is the new reality mm. yeah. and how we're what we're seeing we're trying to become yeah. but we can't become something that isn't real we'll never be able no. to become no. never like you can't make your pores disappear yeah. in real life no. they yeah. exist yeah. like you can't just blur something out yeah. but ultimately it's like does it even matter because all no. we see is that online anyway like yeah. so you know, like there's um, I don't know if you guys have heard of her or it. It's called Lil Michaela. It's like a, uh, okay, it's basically like a, a fake Instagram a fake? influencer uh, yeah, yeah. that is a dolly. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've seen completely that. Completely computer generated, That's right? Mad. So she's not real. None of her is real. That's she's mad. not a real person. But she gets brand deals. She's yeah. on the cover of magazines. She's doing all these things. Basically, their concept, I think, is that they're trying to show like what's the difference. Because everything yeah. we see is so fake anyway. It's true. What's the difference between this Lil Michaela mm. and another person, Kylie Jenner, when mm. their photos are both edited, nothing that you see is actually real. They're mm. still out here like promoting brands, getting brand deals, talking about issues mm. that they care about. And like in reality, like it's actually we're so close to that anyway that mm. it doesn't really make a difference. Yeah. And that was what was crazy because like at first when they launched it, they had it for like a year and people didn't know if she was real or mm. if she was fake. They were like, is this a yeah. real person that's just photoshopped their pictures mm. or is this like a completely just fake. photoshopped <laughs> image? Like, yeah. And then it turned out that it was revealed that she was fake. But then everyone was, they, their whole like response was just like, actually like, what difference does it make yeah. if she's real or if she's not real? Because mm. all we see, we're never going to meet her in real life. All you're seeing is this thing online. Mm. And actually, that's like pretty much what we're doing with ourselves. Like we're editing mm. things to that level. Do you think that this will shift? There will come a point where we're like, actually... We just no. want real. We yeah. just want realness. We just want Hopefully, yeah. I, feel I, like so. I feel like I things so. always change. Like I don't know. Obviously, I swear. I think Kylie Jenner has the most followers on Instagram, so it's not easy. You get me? Mm. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't know. I feel like we always fluctuate. Like you know, one day it's, it's not. It's, we're not allowed to wear boot cuts, and then one day we will wear boot cuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Like I, I'm a big brother. I'm a boot cut lover. Yeah. So uh, when when man was pissing the boot cuts, I eventually. This is not beauty, but do you know what I'm saying? It's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's it is. It is. Okay, so it when man, so boom, I got big thighs in it. I can't wear skinny jeans. If I wear skinny jeans, I'm not moving to the function. I'm staying. I'm lying down in bed. I'm but I, I actually have a pair of tight jeans now. Something that I used to diss man for wearing, but I wear that now. Yeah. I like it as well. I yeah. can't lie. Yeah. I blatantly like it. Yeah. yeah, like you can see my shoes a bit better. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not like there's not just bare wind flowing yeah. everywhere. <laughs> But I made that decision. I know I made that decision because everyone dissed it. If everyone wasn't dissing boot cuts, I'll probably still be wearing my boot cuts with right. my yeah, one tens. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. yeah. So and that's for me as a man. Yeah. It's fashion trends can, though, isn't can it? You go to the they function. come and go. Yeah. I yeah. can go to the function. She can, he can yeah. go nah, to the function. Listen, I get slim fit. 
Stretch. Stretch. So it stretches. <laughs> but there's the ones that like curve in. I can't do that. You the proper ones. Where... Okay, yeah. Oh, the straight, do the straight leg thing. Yeah, straight yeah. leg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's just like that but do kind you of... Feel, do you feel like men... Because like we're talking a lot about women. Yeah, but what about What about men? Like, Ooh. obviously there's things like that. Everyone's like, yeah. I don't know. I think dead, for, men, but... it's, for men, it's different. Like for men, in terms of like body, like the image of your body, it's either your wedge or you're not in it. Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, some people are attracted to wedge man. Some people aren't attracted to wedge man. Mm. So I feel like we're lucky. Uh, we're lucky like that. We know. I feel like obviously there's that side for women. Like mm. there's men that are not attra- that are attracted to women that are super toned and women that aren't super toned. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So it, I think there's both mm. sides. But I feel like the pressure there's less pressure on me as a man to have my body looking good than a woman. Mm. And yeah. I think that comes down to like our roles in society. Yeah. Like yeah. if a woman's role in society, as some people look at, is to become a, a, a mother mm. and to be a wife. That's why I would think there's more pressure on how you look because that's what your your life is being determined by the man that chooses Whether you. Whether or not you're attracted to a you, man. You, you know what I'm saying? Whereas yeah. a man, it's mm-hmm. like you're supposed to go out, get your money, do your thing. So it doesn't really matter how you look because if you've got your money in order, you'll just get any woman you want. Mm. Yeah. And we even see that represented in, in life. Like how many yeah. old rich men are with young, beautiful women? Yeah. But how many old ladies are with young, attractive males? It's a bit... Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. I feel like it comes down to society, and and I think for men, our things less about beauty. It's more about like the clothes, mm. like the drip, like having yeah. like your yeah, Gucci shoes and your your mad chain and yeah. all these things that like, showing wealth. But then there's guys that are effortless with it that just wear a Primark tracky and they look amazing. So, yeah. yeah, it's, it's hard, having, man. It's about having the confidence as well yeah. to just wear whatever yeah. you whatever you want. Yeah. yeah, and I think that that comes back to beauty. Yeah, massively. Yeah. And I I, I kind of wanted to go onto the topic of like conforming. Yeah, because like, as a kid, I know that like, I grew up in quite a white area, mm. and I know that I would straighten my hair. I'd try and be oh, as yeah, white as same. possible. Yep. Yeah. What are your experiences of conforming? Boy, when I was like growing up, it was mad. When I was in school, it was like, oh, you're not white, you're not black. Like, what are you? You're confused. And it's like my grandma, she permed my hair at a young age. So my hair was always straight. Then growing up in like secondary school, I would always straighten my hair. Then I started to wear weave and stuff like that. And then it was like, all through, all throughout when I was, because I've worked in retail, HR, um, customer services, telesales. And I remember I worked in... um, Selfridges and I, I went had my interview or whatever I had just normal black hair and then I got the job and then like I think like a week later I come with like I rolled up with some red weave like some mm, red, long, some red hair and they were, weren't having it like they weren't having it at all and I and I think when I got to that I was like 18 and I was just like at a point where I was like fuck that like I'm not gonna try to fit in to, to work in any yeah. of these places because this yeah. is not my destiny I'm yeah. not planning to stay here this is just a paycheck to me yeah. and then the last job I had it was for BT um, it was in like the telesales thing, yeah. and then um, I think yeah, I was I, w- I, f- I was off for, for a few days because one of my uncles passed away, and then I came back and I had braids, and literally like a few days later they fired me and yeah, they tried to say yeah. some next bullshit, mm-hmm. but then I think even yeah, like a week a week prior to that there was a little banter going around in the office or whatever, and like um, like through emails and whatever, and they was like calling me ghetto and stuff like that, like all these little microaggressions and yeah, stuff like that, yeah. and it's like. Yeah, when I when I was younger, I did like the straight hair thing or whatever, and it was only until maybe the last like four years where I embraced my yeah. hair. I was like, "Raw, my hair is actually sick." I didn't realize my hair was so curly and it was so nice. Yeah. But yeah, definitely growing yeah, up, I felt like I had to be a certain way, and then I don't know. Even from a young age, I was like 
fuck this. I'm mm. not. I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. Mm. Were you around a lot of black people when you grew up? Yeah. Or? Yeah. Yeah, because like my none of my parents are white. My mum's half. My dad's black. Well, mm-hmm. They're black. My my grandma's black. Um, my school mainly black people. College yeah. mainly black people. So yeah, but it was like it's a thing where it's like the other black people, the other mm. black girls, they were straight in their hair, or some of them yeah, might wear braids, yeah, some of them yeah. might wear weave. Mm-hmm, so it was yeah. a thing where everyone's kind of just conditioned to 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 look like this like European yeah. kind of yeah. person. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. With the weave and whatever. Even though I'm I'm wearing a wig right now and I wear straight hair or whatever, I I, I switch out my hair. My hair is one thing that I always change and I embrace that. Yeah. You might see me natural hair. You might see me with a long wig. You might see me with braids. Mm-hmm. You might see me short hair or whatever, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. For me, I was like the kind of opposite where I was like literally the only black person. Yeah. Pretty much from most of my childhood into until I got to university mm-hmm. and even then all my friends were white and it was just like as because I, I was in uni in London I started like meeting other people in the creative scene and then got to a point where I found like black friends yeah. but genuinely before that I was like always just the one yeah. And because of that, like, the closest would be, like, someone who was Asian. But even then, like, I'm half Indian, but I don't look necessarily Indian. So mm. I just felt like growing up, I was so confused yeah. as mm. to, like, where I was from. And I didn't have, like, black family around me, not until I got much older. So I grew up with, like, my mom, who's got jet black, straight, poker straight hair. Even the, the like, things about, you talked a lot about hair. Like, mm. hair is so important, like, mm-hmm. within yeah. the black community. Yeah. And it's something that, like, for me, I just didn't get and yeah. I remember like my mum would take me to like we go to tooting and we go to like the hair shop and I just see the way everyone would look at me and I just feel so <laughs> like I don't belong here yeah. like they'd be looking at me like what are you doing here and looking at my mum like who are you to her like we don't understand what this <laughs> yeah. is like why is this Indian woman here and even noticing that like the dynamic of hair shops like mm. Indian people run hair shops and it's then there's like nuts. African people yeah. and I'd be there like this is like both sides of me I've got this Ghanaian lady mm. who could be my auntie doing my hair and I'm buying my hair from this Indian man who could be my uncle and mm. I always just felt like really weirdly in the middle but not understanding either side of it and mm. how like it worked so the only thing that I could latch onto was like pretty much English culture mm. so I was like always trying to assimilate and be as close as I could to like my friends have straight hair like my friends yeah. it wasn't until I was in university that I wore I was 20 and I wore my hair natural and even then crazy, it was it? only my two white friends encouraging me being like you need to just that's, like, that's literally like me and I'd be like no I years. hate it like, I hate it yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm 27 years old do you yeah. know what I mean it's yeah. mad yeah and then even then can you imagine I used to Wash my hair, yeah, so it was curly, yeah. yeah. Straighten it, yeah. then curl it again. Oh. Because I was only okay with it if it, it was, was like... Loose curls. Loose curls. Loose curls yeah. and not like an actual <laughs> afro. Yeah. Afro, yeah. And it's like the amount... When yes. I think about how many hours of my life I lost... And just how much straightening hair, hair. And how much money. Yeah. And just all this shit. Like how much you damaged When I'm like, I was just trying to get close to what it already is. Mm. And it's just crazy because I never like... My, from my family my family always like we love your hair why do you straighten your hair oh mm. you should have your curly hair blah blah mm. blah but it was just like I didn't want to be different I didn't mm. want to stand out because mm. when I did if I ever did like my mum would take me and someone would braid my hair everyone would be like oh what's that yeah. oh, your hair is so it. weird yeah. can I touch it blah, blah, blah. yeah and it was just like I didn't want to stick out like a sore thumb I just wanted to be normal like everyone else you yeah. know and like that feeling was genuinely with me until I was like much older in the last five or six years mm. when I met other black women and I saw their beauty and then I saw it like reflected in myself and I was like oh shit 
I'm going to wear my hair in an afro because this person's got their hair in an afro and it looks really good. And that was when it changed for me. But again, it's just like, it's all about, I guess, the environments that you're in. But Mm. also it's Mm. like what we're seeing because you were surrounded by black people and you still had that experience. And I was surrounded by white people. I still had that experience. I guess it's like governing voice of what is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Mm -hmm. like that just needs to change. It still needs to change. Yeah. Because I still feel like People still feel that they need to straighten their hair. People still feel that they need to definitely be more, like you said, European mm. because that is ingrained in us yeah. massively. Um, and even yeah. when we do see representations of it, of blackness, on, yeah. and not even specifically blackness, because like I always like I always talk about blackness because obviously I'm black, but also like I'm Asian too, and mm. that like for me is like we've come so many strides forward when it comes to like the representation of black people yeah. in the media. But like, I name me a South Asian pop artist, famous musician. Nah. We don't, they don't exist. So Not true. No. <laughs> like, and yet though, in India, like obviously they're out here, like there's millions and millions of people. Like there's, they're yeah, killing Bollywood it. But, and that but there's smell. like <laughs> huge Asian populations in Africa, in America, mm-hmm. in, the UK, yeah, in the UK. And definitely. yet, massive in the UK. And yet like, we haven't seen those people like, come up like the only person I can think of who's East Asian would be like Michael Phantom like mm. now where's um, MIA from where is she from yeah she's from Sri Lanka yeah. okay. and she was like one of the only I remember growing yeah, up literally and seeing the only, her yeah. and she looks just like my mom as well yeah. and I'd always be like oh my god <laughs> and it was crazy when I ended up I started working for XL which was the label that she obviously was signed to and that was a crazy experience because it was like getting close to something and seeing it like mm. from the other side then actually like just realising how rare she was within like Trust me. she had to be super like excellent and like yeah, phenomenal and to different make to make mm. it she couldn't just be like I mean there's a million white pop singers that all sound the same yeah. look the same mm-hmm. but it's like to be an Asian pop star in the UK yeah. you have to be like different totally next level yeah. she was international yeah, yeah. yeah she was and yeah very global as yeah. well yeah. you know but yeah it's weird like I don't I feel like, yeah, we we speak about, I talk about, and it's, it's myself, I talk about, yeah, blackness and representation all the time, but like the other side of me too. And also just people of mixed ethnicity in general. Like yeah. I don't see them on anything really. No, you don't. And when I grew up, like I didn't even know I was mixed race because yeah. mixed race to me was like was half nice black and half white. Right. Half yeah. cross or yeah. whatever. I remember that so poem in like, school. I don't know who I am. Half cut, co- yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you remember that one? Oh my God, Benjamin And everyone used to be like, you're Zaya. confused. Yeah. I used to feel so bad. Like, wait, like, what half, am I? Yeah. Like, what am I? That was so good. That was so good. Though. I love that. It was, yeah. Do so, yeah. you know what's my idea? When you are talking about your hair, it's crazy because I can actually relate. Like, I can actually relate. Like, when I was in school, like obviously I didn't used to straighten my Did hair. Did you try to do the curtains? My brother no, no. tried to do the curtains. And he had <laughs> Allow it. Mm. My brother That's tried to do so the curtains. Yeah. I tried to do that sweep the cat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, I didn't yeah, straighten my hair that. once. You did. As a joke, like a couple <laughs> girls from my school came to my yard and they straightened my hair as a joke. And oh, then they put God. it on BBM. Oh, and then memories. man thought I was a girl. So one brother put it on his BBM saying, ah, he broadcasted my pin and said, add this girl, she's on joints. Uh-uh. And I was, that is so funny. That is deep. Then a brother actually added me like, yo, wow. like, yo, B, I heard your, I'm like, bro, man's a brother. Like, You're getting What? 
Yeah, so that's when I, I did that as a joke. But more time, my hair was always Afro. I used to have braids, all these things. And people used to look at me mad. Like, yeah. even my black friends, like, right, bro, why are you not just getting a level one? Like, in the shape mm. of, why are you letting your hair go that mad? I used yeah. to have a mad Afro like this. Mm-hmm. And people used to always touch my hair, come to me, let me see your Afro, man. Oh, let me touch your Afro. How did you feel about it? I mean, when I was young, I didn't care. I just thought you look like my hair, innit? Yeah. Now when I'm older, I look back and I think, right, you lot are mad ignorant. But mad it's ignorant. even now, like even now, I'll go to like if I go to a different country or stuff, yeah. or if I go places, people are st- staring at my hair. Like yeah. actually, st- like, I walk through an airport, people, I can see you're looking at me, you're bugging me. But why, why are you looking up? Oh, you're looking at my hair. Mm, like yeah. you can't believe that my hair is like this curly and stuff. Like yeah. it goes. Like I just wake up, shake my head, and it's like this. Yeah, like, I definitely I mean? think that's a big thing for black men. It's like you can't. You can only have like a short, like neat hairstyle. Yeah, like, that's to have it. locks to have a few. Right. It, it's not cameras, like, and that's like, it. Mm. Yeah, it's, even it's cameras like, hey. though. Like for yeah. people, mm. white people, it sort of like sends this trigger of like. Thug. Until yeah. they until yeah. they do yeah. it and want to call it like summer break. When they do that's, cool. that's what I want to get into. That's what I want to get into. The appreciation yeah. of blackness, yeah? yeah, in beauty, I think is a massive thing. Like even just talking mm-hmm. about my mum, like if, like just about being a, a curvy lady mm. where that used to get this and now that's like respected having mm-hmm. big lips people used to cuss people for mm. having Trust African me. big lips Trust I remember me. that I used yeah. to get cuss I used to get you know rinsed in school but now that's the main now thing now they're, like. they're paying, I'm just like, <laughs> they're paying. <laughs> so how, does that, how does that make you lot feel like, how does that make you lot feel does, do you think it's a, a, a good thing that they're at least admiring it or do you think it's no. bad because they're appropriating it it's bad because mm. appropriation, like, you know, appreciation and appropriation are different things, mm-hmm. firstly. Mm. And, like, if you're appropriating something, you're, you know, choosing to engage in someone's culture for your own personal gain. Mm. Like, for your whether that's financial, whether it's clout, whether it's whatever. And, like, you're not actually paying homage to that culture because, mm-hmm. you know, like, there are some people, for example, like, even when you talk about cultural appropriation, I think of, like, bindis. Like, that's mm. one thing mm. that, like, yeah. it's really interesting because, obviously when you see a white person wearing a bindi you're like appropriation but then like if what if I see a black person wearing a bindi like how does mm. what does that mean and mm-hmm. like I've realised like in basically because I would wear bindis and people wouldn't know that I was Indian and they'd be like you're appropriating and I like really went into like what is cultural appropriation mm. and from what I've learned it's like you're only able to culturally appropriate if you're in a position of privilege so like to be a black person and to engage in like Indian culture in that way or something because it looks nice it's decorative mm. which it is in Indian culture too mm. is like it's not the same because you're not from in a position of privilege like mm. for me I don't really have issue with people taking from other cultures unless they're somebody who's in a position of privilege and they're only doing that to benefit like themselves mm. and I feel like if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers with Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Wow! Nice! Yeah! What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. The Kardashians. All these people. True. It's like, they're not... They're not appreciating another no, culture. No, not at all. They're yeah. literally trying to own it, like boxer braids. Like, yeah, it's sorry, mad. what? Yeah. They're box braids. Bitch, what? Honey. <laughs> like, literally, the mm. fact that Kim Kardashian can get cane row and then the next day it will be on the cover of Vogue, like yeah. these new braids, yeah. blah, blah, blah. It's insulting. Like, it's, it's actually just it's insulting. insulting. And, like, I feel like that whole, the whole cultural appropriation, like, thing now is just so, like, there's so many different ways in which white people do it to like so many different cultures what you're saying is is true like obviously it's a generalization so it's hard to like yeah you know what i'm saying but what you're saying is is very important i just think what 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 one thing about beauty for me is that it's mad because they're appropriating it yeah but they're also doing it because they think it looks nice do you know what i'm saying yeah, like, I think but they fashionable. Like them, like, I think it's. I think, it's, it's fashionable. Yeah. It's fashionable. Yeah. It's, it's, it's culture vultures. That's yeah. It's, it's not what's making it the blackness. Nice. What's making the blackness become um, appropriate now? Why is it become? Why is it now that the, the features that black black women have? No, it's been. Become, it's been. So you think it's been? Do you know what it is? Beginning. Do you know what it, it's a thing where it's like. They despise us so much, but they really want to be us. So now it's yeah. just like they're just giving in. Mm-hmm. They're just like, fuck it. Let's yeah. get the sunbed. Let's get all the injections. <laughs> let's just yeah. get iguana. Let's, let's get, get the let's get the cane rows. Let's just do it. If you can't, if you but can't beat them, join thing. them. That's what they're on. Yeah. That's what I think. It's definitely not a new thing though. Nah. From the beginning of slavery, like there were things that they took that yeah. even now we think are invented by white people that were actually invented not, by black people. Yeah. There are things that like, you know, are part of what is the norm, which is mm. overwhelmingly Western culture, mm. that actually are like rooted in Africa mm-hmm. and things like that. So I don't even think it's a new thing. I just think it's more amplified now because we yeah. have social media. So we're mm. just more aware of like, yeah. oh wow, everyone's on this now. There's things that that <laughs> that black people do mm-hmm. to emulate to emulate certain like white features like bleaching mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. So yes. what do you guys think about yeah. that? Boy. So, Sorry, before we start, can we separate, yeah, bleaching, skin bleaching Mm. from, like, wearing weaves, wearing wigs, straightening a hair? Yeah, because, but I always feel like people try and put those two things, like, because bleaching, obviously, you're lightening your skin, Mm -hmm. but, like, I feel like if you wear a wig or you dye your hair blonde, like, you're not trying to be white. No. Well, it, it depends, depends on, it depends on your intention, but it depends. Yeah, 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 it depends, yeah. I can't lie, my mum sells hair, innit? 
So I know about yeah. these things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. I think it depends on your. It just depends on, on what your, your vibe. I don't think it, it depends it on depends your vibe. On you, yeah, yeah, yeah. It depends on you. It depends on your vibe. If it's a thing where it's like you're you're a black girl and you you just wear straight hair and you're just on this whole white girl thing, then cool. But mm. if it's a thing where you're expressing yourself, yeah. like myself, one day I might wear blonde wig, one yeah. day I might wear pink. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it just depends on. It, it. Yeah, it depends on who you are. But I think the whole like bleaching thing is just crazy to me mm. and it's like it's, a, it's it's the concept of like the grass is always green on the other side because mm-hmm. it's like you've got white people they want to be black you've got black yeah. people that want to be white because like in in jamaica a lot of people are bleaching yeah. like and in africa a lot of people are bleaching yeah. asia and i think in in a lot of like asian asian countries they're putting bleach in the products. Yeah. And I know one of my friends, he went to Thailand recently and he's very dark-skinned and he was basically saying he bought a product back so it had bleach and he was vexed because yeah. he was like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's just it's, it's just mad because like everywhere you go, it's like, it doesn't matter what race you're from, if you're Indian, Asian, whatever, whatever it is, African, it's like darker skin. It's just like a no. Yeah, globally. And, yeah, globally. Yeah. And, and then you've got... Ugh, it's just yeah, it just confuses me. I don't I don't understand. I feel like it's it's you know it's white supremacy at the end of the day. Like mm-hmm. it's all about how close you can be to whiteness, to the white man, yeah, who's like the archetype for what is like good in this world. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's actually just reveals how powerful like colonialism was in that Definitely. like and still is and yeah. still is mm-hmm. in that like it continues to affect like you know somebody in. Africa, surrounded by black people, still feels, and the way that society actually is engineered around them is that they will have better opportunities if they have lighter skin mm. and if mm. they're closer to whiteness, yeah. even though that's not physically possible because yeah. both parents have dark skin and all their generations have dark skin. But still, we hold, there's a certain standard of like, if you are lighter, it means you're better or mm. in some way, you're more superior. Yeah. And in India, I know that like, we have the caste system in India that's been there for thousands of years. So white people did not invent like that idea of like, black people are terrible and white people are the best. They didn't invent that. Like that, colorism spectrum of like darker is bad and lighter is good has existed for thousands of years Mm. like in India the caste system is literally based on your skin tone so if you are darker you're undesirable Mm. they're literally called undesirables Mm. and it's like you are only allowed based on your surname your skin tone only allowed certain jobs you cannot get a different job you could never you could be someone from the slums with dark skin you're never gonna get you're never gonna be a Bollywood star ever because all the Bollywood stars are Anglo Indians with blonde with like blue eyes and lighter skin and like there are so many like even within my family my mum is like darker and my auntie is lighter so Mm. for them my My auntie would be the one that would like most likely get a suitor more suitors and be Mm -hmm. married like and it would be harder to marry off my mum because she's darker skinned and men and their families don't want to marry into a darker skinned woman because then their children are going to be darker skinned and it's like it impacts all of their opportunities that they actually have access to in the world so it's like it's not even a thing of necessarily wanting to just be white but it's Mm. more that like it actually impacts people's lives of like if I marry a man if I'm like an Indian woman and maybe it's not the case as much anymore but definitely within my family and if I go back it's like if I'm an Indian woman 
I should marry an Indian man that also has a light complexion so that we have children that have light complexions so that they have a better chance of going to good schools and they have a better chance of getting married and all of these things. So it's like, it's a really deep, like, global problem. It's difficult. I was going to say, do you think that, say, give it (coughs) 50 years, how much will change? Do you think that there will ever be a point where it is equal or not? No. No. I don't. I think, I mean, it's sad, but... I don't Reality. think I think that's something that's been literally instilled. It will it will take like five thousand years or something, <laughs> mm, you know, time. like of for like not just like something like in the media or whatever. Like media, forget the media. Like actually, what's instilled within us is like mm. something that has been going on for generations and yeah. generations and generations. So it's like it's. Ne- I don't think we're gonna get to a point where it's like yeah, everybody is like because the reality is mm. that like if you're working somewhere in Nigeria and you've got dark skin and the other person's got lighter skin, yeah. there's a chance that they're gonna have a better chance than you are because of the way they look versus how you look. That's just your reality. So people just adapt to like their reality and it's sad because it shouldn't be the case. But, you know, I think things will change. Definitely in the West, I, I think it will be different. Mm. But And for us, like as people of the diaspora living in the West, it's different. But if you're deep in the car in India mm. and you're, you've got the darkest skin out there, like deep, deep, dark, dark brown skin, your life is limited to certain things because of your skin tone if you live in that area. And I think that's why people turn to like pills or they turn to, you know, other products and stuff. But then also, even if you're in like Korea where people are like very, very light skin, they still have a huge industry of skin lightening, whitening, brightening. You've got brands like Garnier, Mm -hmm. Nivea, all these huge multinational companies that we have here that will do, Nivea will do tanning cream here. But in Korea, Nivea, the same Nivea will do bleaching (laughs) cream. It's crazy. And it's like, Koreans are already so, they already already have almost white skin. But they still want to be lighter. And Mm. there's just, it's just something that even there, that's cultural. If you think about in East Asia, like, um, what's it called? Oh my God, I don't want to get it wrong. The women that wear like white powdered makeup. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And it's traditionally used to be men that dressed up as women. Mm. I can't remember what Geisha. it's called. Geishas. Yeah. Geishas. Oh, yeah. yes, that's it. So, like, even with that, it's like powdered white makeup. Mm. Like, whiteness is always associated with like royalty and like, yeah. you yeah. know, opportunity. And purity. Purity, yeah. But then again, at the, same, at, the, at the same time, like, I'm speaking from my experience, like, to, to white people, I'm black. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And they're going to treat me as if I'm black. It doesn't matter how light I am. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And then black people, they're going to be like, oh, well, you're white. And I'm like, no, I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I'm black. Do you know what I'm saying? And I feel yeah. like, it's mad to say, but it's like certain times I feel like I'm more black than like dark-skinned people. Because like, I don't know. It's just, yeah. it's just, it's just weird. I'm, I, I associate myself as a black woman. I don't mm. say, I don't say, oh yeah, I'm light-skinned or I'm mixed race or I'm whatever and I quite find it very offensive when people call me a lighty like that's the worst thing that you could mm. ever say to me because I just find it mad disrespectful and then it takes me back to when I was in school and it's like oh what are you you're, you're confused you're not white you're not black what are you kind of thing and it's like that can really mess with somebody yeah. do you know what I mean especially if they're not comfortable with who they are yeah but when yeah. did you finally feel beautiful I feel like we've kind of covered this a um, little bit but probably I don't know. My te- my teens, like my early teens. Yeah. Do you think After school, maybe. Yeah. 
Because I, I, I'm a tomboy. So yeah. it's like in school, I wasn't really that girl that everybody, everybody fancied or whatever. Yeah. And I used to just always just be in my tracksuit or I used to be in my skirt and my kickers. I weren't really watching no face. Yeah, I was just to be a boy. Yeah. And I think after I left school and I kind of like, I don't know, dressed a bit more girly and stuff. And then it's like, oh. Did you get a J. Norman bag? Oh my god! Yes, I saw have a JD bag and a just do it one. Yeah, I was like the the mandem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think maybe like the age of like seventeen, eighteen. I think when I I, I first got a boyfriend that time as well. So I think I felt like oh. I'm a painting. (laughs) (laughs) I got a man. That's mad, isn't it? For me, like I, I felt like. I didn't necessarily because a lot of a lot of I went to school as I said in a very white school, so um, I didn't necessarily really feel be- beautiful yeah, or like I yeah, deserved yeah, yeah, like yeah. a boyfriend. Yeah, that was for all the white girls. Yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like yeah, it, it was the there was I think there was one girl that every guy fancied. She was light skinned but she used to wear like really tight clothes and da 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 stuff. She yeah. was very like sexy. Mm-hmm. But like any, like, I think that was it. That was like, you know, you have like the popular girl and the popular boy. Yeah. And I think the popular boy, he was black because my school was black in it. There's right. many black people right. in there. So it, I think there's only like two. I think I don't even think there's white people in my class, to be honest with you. I cannot remember. Wow. Yeah, right. it wasn't It wasn't a lot until, yeah, my, and then after I left that year, it my school turned into an academy and it's just white, mainly white because my brother went there as well. But it wasn't the same as when I went there. It's so yeah. interesting that experience, yeah. like, because obviously you having lighter skin and then receiving that treatment from people being like, "You're not black," mm. or like, "What? Where are you from?" Whatever. Mm. It's like where from where I was sitting growing up around the same time. It's like I would have done anything to have to be light skin. Like white features, that was yeah. like, and not even have white features, but just to have lighter skin, mm. to be a light skin, to be a lighty. I was like. <laughs> I wish I could be a lighty. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. No, I but was like, exactly the same. I wish my nose, when I was a kid, I remember wishing my nose was like slimmer and like. Yeah. But I mean, I you, like, like, I'd look at you and be like, if I, when I was growing up, I'd be like, I wish I looked like you. I yeah. wish I had, because I was like Crazy. this weird, like, I'm not dark skin, but I'm not light skin. Mm. So but you're beautiful. <laughs> Thanks. But <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't feel beautiful though yeah. until I was like 21. Yeah. So like five oh. years ago. Yeah. And even still, like I always will have moments where I doubt my own beauty yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I know I'm beautiful inside, but mm-hmm. that you know, even with this influx of like everybody's got big batty, mm-hmm. everyone's got this and that. It's true. <laughs> I'm like, I'm 26 and I'm seeing girls that are 19 with more womanly bodies. Yeah. What is a womanly body? But yeah. to me, I, I feel insecure. There's something in like, the food or the water, so I'm telling you. I don't you. get this. Like, I don't want to feel yeah. like, and I think everybody's going to have hang-ups like that. Yeah. But of course. it's interesting how, you know, a lot of people would aspire to have a body like mine, but yeah. now I'm aspiring like I want my bum to grow. I want yeah. my, you know, like it's just yeah. interesting how, like you said, the grass is always greener on, on the other side. side yeah. so, do you feel beautiful? It's mad because you know, all asking each other this question, I'm thinking, as a man, do I ever just wake up and be like, yeah, man's man's beautiful today? Uh, <laughs> Come on, the day that you treated yourself to that bracelet, my, you must have my, been my like, my dad I, gave yeah, me this, man. That's so okay. Nice. Well, then, when you first wore that bracelet, you must Nah, have... I, was, I thought, rah, Vivia's happiness, but nah, it's, come on, it's light work. I think, I've never been an items kind of, but I've been, a, I've always been a plain person. Yeah. Plain, the plainest. Like, <laughs> I don't like wearing mad colours. I've always been in a black tracksuit. I've always been that kind of guy. But I've always, I've always been confident in myself. I always thought I was a pretty lad. Do you know what mm. I mean? Come my mom's beautiful. I thought, if you're beautiful, I, I should be all right. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but no, nah, I think for, for guys, it's less like that we look at ourselves and say, yo, I'm beautiful or I'm 
I'm I'm attractive because everything's just based on on objects for us. Mm. I feel like yeah. I feel like everything's just about like then how like... much money man makes and mm. yeah. Like, no, I've that's never true. when I was in school, I mm-hmm. wasn't thinking. Obviously, I was trying to move to girls and stuff like. You know what I mean? Like, I was trying to be smooth and do my little game, but I was never thinking, I never thought, I was never, I've always been a fat you. I was never like, bro, I need to go lose some weight, man, get some abs to get a girl. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because everything's just been about, like, what's man on? Do you know what I yeah. mean? I feel like for men, it's, we're, a lot of, like, our pressure is to become successful. Yeah. yeah. But do you think you'd feel the same if you had a receding hairline and your beard didn't connect? Ooh. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be, you know what? You're very lucky. You've got a full head of hair. Trust me. No, my forehead is, is pro- my Trust me. You're, you're saying all this. I'm looking you at you. you got a two finger. Like, I've yeah, got, like, like a five finger one. You're speaking for all men, but I'm, I'm like, deep, a lot listen, of men would love I, to have your hair, would love to have your beard. Yeah, but. Some guys are literally depressed because they don't have. The hair thing is, obviously, I'm lucky, you get me. I got the I got the, the Africanness in my hair, in my, my hairline, yeah? Yes. And I know that it's stressful. Some man is like a couple of my boys right now, they're going through the hairline stress, like they can't believe what's yeah. going on. Like they, it's the hats. They keep coming up to me and saying, Bro, look at my head. <laughs> Receding. But I think that's down to like the way we take care of ourselves. Cause yeah. certain men, like, they don't really take care of their hair. They wash mm. their head with they wash their head with shampoo every two days with hot water. Do you know what it is? It's, it's, I mean? it's wearing yeah. caps every single yeah. day. That's that what kind of balls off yeah, head. Because yeah, yeah. my dad don't have no hair right now. Mm. And he just wears that. <laughs> he, he's bold. He bolded himself off from a long time. Yeah. But if you see where his hairline starts, it's quay back quay there. Back and this is a man there. that wears hats all the time. Like, <laughs> so. it's not, yeah. Obviously, I feel like now, like, men are very, a bit more, like, conscious of how they look. Especially with all this drip. Drip, 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 all of that that's come mm. through. Now, man, want to be wearing designer and look smooth and wear mad colors. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I feel like it's a bit different. Like when I was younger, people, you just wear like a Ralph. You wear a Ralphie and some true religion. Yeah. Trust me. Oh you gosh. could be the most spottiest or Ed Hardy, ugliest guy in the world. You look smooth. <laughs> I, I, feel think like, we, I feel like men are lucky in that aspect. Yeah. We, like, because girls, you know, these are girls. Like, like, I've always had this argument with girls, yeah? Like, their clothes, like when they have to buy clothes, is very different to a guy. Like yeah. when we buy trainers, it's long. Like obviously, girls wear trainers as well. But you know what I'm trying to say. Like yeah, when no, we buy you our have clothes, to have, like, the like newest, if you go to like New Look or Next, like you go to the women's section, you're like, rah, this top is three pound, rah, yeah, jeans yeah. are six pound, <laughs> like. That and is not how it is for men. Look cute and be wearing Primark. Trust. Do you know what I'm saying? But for yeah. men, it's not like that. Like maybe obviously now it's different. But I'm talking about from growing up in the ends and all of that. Like mm. you had to have the 200 pound jeans, two 150 jeans, the jeans, uh, the trainers that cost 120 pound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your top has to be 90 pound. Mm-hmm. Like it was more yeah. about the the yeah. money. The design oh, the suit like, alone is mad expensive. 150. You know what I'm yeah. Like now I feel it for these little kids. Like my little brother when I get him a tech fleece and and. And shoes is all coming to like three hundred pound. I'm like, raw yeah, three hundred yeah. pound back then. Boy, I would have been crazy. nice. I would have had like four night tracks. Trust me, bare, yeah. bare Air Forces. Trust me, <laughs> when yeah, Air Forces me, were like fifty that's pounds. What, that's what I think yeah. it is for me. Like the beauty for for a guy was more about the material, the materials. Like, what's yeah. is your Gucci pouch there mm. or something? But I feel like nowadays, like yeah, you see a man coming back from Turkey with the dots in the top of their head because they're <laughs> oh getting their hairline thing. <laughs> is they're that what is that what it is? Yeah, they get go Turkey and do I can't remember what they exactly Hair do. transplant. The hair transplant, yeah. Because yeah. I remember like that idea of a hair transplant, it would just make me instantly think of Michael Jackson back in the day. Yeah. yeah. I, remember, like, I can't like, it makes me one. think oh, of yeah, Wayne Rooney. Do do I don't know if you oh, watch football. Yeah, 
he but Wayne Rooney had no hair. Yeah, and he did it. Yeah, 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 he did it. I think he took the hair from his bum. Mad. Yeah, I remember it. That was in the news. He had because he was young and he had like full out receding hairline. He's angry. Yeah, stressed. But he was one of the first representations of that, like man having something done to them, like even like. Sur- like having surgery like when I see a man have surgery it's like what were you doing like one yeah. of my guys in college mm. he had surgery on his jaw and it was wasn't like for like it was for like health reasons but also to like to look right. and it was just like a weird process whereas yeah. like if a girl did it I'd be like oh cool you got, you got your what lips do you th- done what about guys who get um, the surgery to get abs and things like that oh yeah, that's just nuts you seem to <laughs> Just go gym. Yeah. And if the abs ain't coming, bro, accept it. Do you know what I mean? Um, but do you know what? Do you know hard, what? Hard, do you know like, what they have now? So there's like lace fronts for beards now for men. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've seen that. Have you seen them on yeah, Insta? Barefoot, the mad. beard, the hair, like, the hair. Yeah, it's mad. I just, no, it's mad. That's sick, though. Like, I if I was a guy, I think yeah. that is sick because ultimately, yeah, like <laughs> if there's something, women, if there was something you're uncomfortable about, it's socially acceptable for you to like change, to change yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas for men, it was it's like, it's like you're not allowed to do it. Like, yeah, it's sad, I feel like, like that's changing yo, now. Yeah. I'm bald and there's nothing I can do. Yeah, but, but now it's like I can get a beard transplant. I feel like for yeah. men it's more like, oh, you should accept that because you're a man. Yeah, you yeah. should just accept. Whereas women, it's like, oh, it's all right. You can. You can, you can just yeah. do it. Yeah. But maybe that's not good. It's not. Yeah. Because it's like. But at the same not. time, for me, I think it's good that for for as a man, I'm less affected by these things. Yeah. Like if yeah. I, like don't get it twisted. I'm happy I got a, 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 a hairline that's there. But if it was to go, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do something about it. I would just accept it. Mm. But that's because I haven't been conditioned over time yeah. to be aware of it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. feel like women are more. Like I said, it goes back to the like our roles in society. I feel like women are consistently, um, like reminded of how they look or yeah. what what their futures are. Whereas a guy, we might not even talk about how I look for a whole month. I might not have one conversation with my friend about my hair or my nails or my belly or... You know what I'm saying? Whereas with girls, that's more of a like... That's more of a conversation. I think it's it's coming from men. It's just like... You're not worried about other men judging your appearance. It's like, okay, yeah. obviously, you need to look nice for the ladies yeah. or whatever, but that's it. Yeah. Or whoever it might be that you that you want to yeah, find you attractive. Yeah. But then for women, it's like women. We look good for other women, yeah. and we try and look yeah, good I for a man. I didn't know that well. women watch other women. I didn't oh, know that. Oh yeah. Well, think about thing. who's like the people that are running these magazines that like mm. only put like skinny white women on the covers, like mm. historically, or the ones that will like the circle of doom around mm. someone's stomach. Like, is she pregnant yeah. because she's yeah. had like two sandwiches and things? Yeah. Those are all I women. That, yeah, like, that angers me when I see yeah. those magazines that have that. It actually angers me. Yeah, it makes me feel so frustrated because I'm just like, that's just. Normal. I couldn't believe it. once I went into their offices and I just looked and I saw the sign female and it was just all women, white women at computers and I was just like I, ne- I mm. never knew it was women that were the ones that were like tearing Driving them down it. that yeah. way. It comes down to like insecurity as well. Yeah. And like people project their insecurities onto other people and it's like if you're comfortable with your belly or comfortable with whatever mm. then do your thing. Mm. Shouldn't mm. like have anybody else saying oh, okay cool you you can't look like this because of this and da 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 da. People are crazy, man. Yeah. Zoo, I think it's time. It's the, it's time. Basically, it's time. on the show, we like to ask our guests to bring in a little item. Yes. Yes. So do you guys have your item? Yes. Yes. Yeah. God, yeah. who wants to start? Who wants to say it? You go. Is okay. it a poem? Is it a song? Is it a piece of literature? Mine's what an album. Nice. Jeez. Mine's a piece of literature. Yeah, mine's an album. It's Miss Dynamite a little deeper. Oh. Jeez. 
love that. Yeah, this this album is like very special to me because when I was growing up, I think it came out when I was like 10 years old. Mm. And like the tunes, they just made me feel so empowered. And like yeah. there's some tunes, I, f- I feel like it set the tone for how for how I was going to be treated by men and stuff like that because I didn't have a mum growing up with me I just had my my dad and my grandma mm. so I remember I can't even remember what tune it is but it was like proper like a female empowerment and I was like yeah I just felt like yeah I'm not gonna let no man just me I love blah, it. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I really love the fact that she wasn't like overly sexy she yeah. just did her thing she was she just wore. natural mm. yeah she just did her thing and like i really we i really respected yeah yeah i'm glad i'm glad yeah. that i had that kind of music when i was growing up and yeah. like, i used to listen to like mary j blige yeah. missy elliot Aaliyah. Aaliyah went a bit more sexy but yeah with I with with miss dynamite that album i hold mm. it very close to my heart because it really did help me through some tough times when i was like growing up as it well shouts. that's yeah. such a good one um, so mine is so when I was preparing for this I thought of this book and then it's kind of crazy because the author passed away yesterday okay. Whoa, Tony wow. Morrison uh, that's mad yeah so the book is called The Bluest Eye yeah. and it's one of her like really seminal works and basically like Toni Morrison for people that don't know is just like an incredible author black woman author who's been writing for a very long time and if you haven't read anything by her you definitely should mm. but The Bluest Eye is a book about a black family in Ohio in the 1940s right mm. but it's so interesting because it talks about basically there's this little girl who grows up in Ohio in the 40s and every night she just dreams and wishes that she could have blue eyes like the blonde girl in her school or whatever I think whatever I've read this Chanel. yeah and it's yeah. like it literally is crazy because obviously that's the 40s but it's so relevant at, when you read it even now as a young black woman it's just like so relatable those feelings of like I just want to look like anything but me like I just want to look as like this white person mm. so I had like a couple of quotes from mm. the book um, so the first one was here was an ugly little girl asking for beauty a little black girl who wanted to rise up out of the pit of her blackness and see the world with blue eyes his outrage grew and felt like power for the first time he honestly wished he could work miracles so I think that's her dad like sort of seeing how much she was in pain of just like never the fact that she would never look like how she wanted to look um, And then this last one is in only her tight, tight eyes were left. They were always left. They were everything. Everything was there in them thrown in this way into the binding conviction that only a miracle could relieve her. She would never know her beauty. She would see only what there was to see the eyes of other people. Yeah, which is deep yeah, but it it's really like it's mad I, yeah. rele- like it's relevant yeah, today. I think mm-hmm. that is true for, I didn't think any, but any of us will really ever fully understand our beauty mm-hmm. which is a sad kind of thing yeah because we always are going to yeah. s- perceive ourselves how other people mm-hmm. perceive yeah. us so that has been Mahanila and Nasa and they have been beautiful absolutely oh, thank you thank you <laughs> Hey guys, if you're loving the podcast and want to support the cause, make sure to rate and review us. Make sure you tell your friends and follow us on Insta and Twitter at, at This Is Spoke Pod. Pod. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. 
Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. shopify.com slash work.